Hey, Foreplay listeners, you can find us every Tuesday and Thursday on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or YouTube. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. For us, golf is simple. It's a chance to get out and have some fun with our friends. But inevitably, little things have a way of ruining it. The group ahead is taking forever. You can't find the fairway with a map. And the Bev cart is nowhere to be found. And the best way to make a bad day better is Fireball Whiskey. You get their nips, the little shooters. They are great. Makes a bad day way, way, way better. Make sure to grab the new Fireball Birdie Shot Club. It's literally a golf club filled with Fireball nips. Put it in your bag. It'll fit right in that side pocket. Drink Fireball nips and have a great time on the golf course. Foreplay presented by Barstool Sports. We have a very special show today. One of the funniest people in the world. Great comedian. Nate Bragazzi is on the show for, I think, the second time. He's a huge golfer, played in the Barstool Classic here in Nashville, and then afterwards sat down with us for about an hour, and it was incredibly funny and covers a million different topics from golf to space to aliens to uh, the background of comedy and getting into it and all kinds of good stuff. So we're pretty much just going to roll with Nate on this show. Yeah, it was the first time um, I had met Nate in person. I know you went to his show in Vegas. Had you met him in person? First before? time meeting him. First time meeting him. As you know, we had had him on the podcast before. Like you had said, Riggs, just one of the funniest people on the planet. Just so effortlessly funny. It was great to have him on the show. Talked about a wide range of topics. And I'm pretty sure... We just sat down and started talking. Yeah. We never we were like, like, we no were never like, Nate Bargatze's here. We just immediately jumped into talking about our dads. He's a fan which is, of us, which is always bizarre. I never know how to react listen. when he says that, because he's very nice and says it, and I believe him, but it's like, but you're, the thing that he does is one of the hardest things to do in the world, which is stand-up comedy, and he excels at it, and does it at such a level that he goes on tour and sells out theaters, and then we're like, we do podcasts, and it's... It's not the same to we me. We just talk. Like, yeah. We don't do anything. Well, what we do is like pathetic compared to him, but what, yeah. what he doesn't understand is just how big of fans we are. And he like, I know. Because like, Riggs went to a show. He's a huge fan. Trent and I, for I'd say three years, have sent back and forth Nate Bargatze clips. Yeah. Before we ever even had the opportunity to even speak to him. We're like, Tennessee Kid was just something that we watched. Like, when we were in the office, we'd come into the office, like the old HQ, like, whenever it came out, for like, this was like four or five years ago we were talking about that thing, being like, Nate, this guy Nate Bargatze is the funniest guy on the planet. And now we're just like kind of friends with him. Yeah. I mean, I watched the Tennessee Kid as many times as you can watch a special, probably 15, 20 times, and I, I never got Dude, sick of it. We listened to it in the car on the way home from like Pinehurst. Yeah. Like we listened to just Nate Bargatze for an hour and a half. Yeah, there was a while there during the pandemic when we were going back and forth from Pinehurst doing videos, the Kisner video, all sorts of different things. Mm-hmm. And we didn't we didn't want to fly or there wasn't fly, whatever the case may be, we would just listen to comedy albums and Nate's was definitely one of them <sighs> that we'd listen to. And I he would he used to go or he still does. He was on KC Radio a bunch of times. Yeah. And then I think that's sort of where the connection happened and now he's just on the show a couple times and he's just awesome. He played in the Barcelona Classic today. There's some there's some comedians that are like bit funny and like stand-up funny and then like others that can obviously do that and then be conversationally funny like i mean even shane gillis like before he's getting better at it because he's on so many podcasts now and he was on rogan and like he's been killing the game he's one of our favorite people on the planet he um he even like admitted at the first at the beginning he would do like casey radio and be like dude i'm just not good at like being conversationally funny like i'm just not good on podcasts like I, I I have my own thing. I'm like obviously a comedian, but like I can't like be the funny man, right? Like I'm just not that good. Fucking Nate, but he's getting better. Nate Bargatze can make 
you laugh about talking about the tree. He had us in tears. Tears. Five, ten times during that the show. The whole show. You guys are going to hear us giggling like little school children. Like, it's really hard to not laugh around him. It's just everything about him. His mannerisms, his way of speaking. It's perfect. The way his brain goes to react to a comment or a question that you give him and the direction that he takes it with the cadence, he's just hilarious. So, uh, so Nate Bragazzi, he's pretty much dominates this entire show as he should. Oh, should we start this show? Yeah, I'm down. Just buying a car in Carvana first. Oh, for real? Yeah, it's super convenient. I already got pre-qualified in two minutes. All I had to do is answer a few questions. Ooh, that's helpful. And now just customizing my down and monthly payments. Ooh, that's a very fair deal. Yep. Boom. Just bought a car. And you get to take me to the Carvana vending machine in a couple days to pick it up. Ooh. I'm kind of busy. Visit Carvana.com to finance your next car. Financing subject to credit approval. Here is our friend... A great comedian, Nate Bragazzi. I've been doing the Tonight Show shit a lot lately. The where you, oh, this you cross it? Yeah, this. I think you cross I'm it too giant. much, so people start to like. I think. I think. No, my, no. You're just young. Too, I think my thighs are too big. You get like, really? it's a it's a solid, it's a solid move. I, I think once you, I mean, like I'm 43, so once you pass 40, it's like, it's expected. To yeah. you at the point where you just don't care anything you do. Uh no with this no I remember like the idea of it like <laughs> being like it was you didn't want to sit like that yeah. but I mean now this is it's it's so <laughs> stuff starts getting so comfortable that you're like well I'm just gonna do this yeah I noticed my dad started to get that way with everything in life lately like he just doesn't really care about like literally anything it's about the comfort yeah and no decisions he doesn't care what you say like, yeah. He, you know, like you'll offer an opinion or something, he'll be like, yeah, yeah, and then he just completely See that a lot in care. couches, right? When you're young, I feel like, or, like, I'm dealing with this too. Like, I want, like, a cool aesthetic-looking couch in our new house. Like, yeah. I want something that looks good. And then, like, my dad and her dad are always just like, no, nah, just give me the most comfiest, reclining, ugly couch yeah. you've ever seen in your entire life because I just want to fall asleep there every single night. You live with your dads? No. Okay. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> okay, like you, are, you and your girl are like you're like what about this and you both y'all's dads are like I don't know let's try yeah. something different they're just right like, in the next room in there yeah, yeah. you go yeah I guess they have some say yeah they got a lot of pull around got, yeah goes, well these dishes dad he goes oh let's do paper plates my dad just ignores us a lot of the time. Dude, now. you showed me a picture of your dad. Oh yeah, what my dad does now is <laughs> when he's eating, he's eating on the couch. He'll wear a big, um, um, a bib. bib. It's the biggest bib, bib oh, I've yeah. seen, dude. He puts it's a bib crazy. on. Oh yeah, he loves it. He and he's still able to like. He can still talk. He's still <laughs> around, but he just like if he if something. How falls, old is he? He's uh, he just turned seventy. He'll be oh, seventy one yeah. in June. Oh yeah. But he just if he if something falls on his shirt, he's just like, oh, it's all right. I'm wearing the bib. I don't think they notice anyway. So it's, you know, your parents start getting to an age where you can see them. They start wandering. They, you can, they're not aware. Like when I go golf with my dad, I have to tell if anybody's with us, I'm like, look, he will hit as if he's playing alone. Yeah. And it's not even, there's no rudeness. My dad's a very sweet man, and, but he has no idea where you're at. And he will hit to you, in front of you, behind you. Just keep, a, just keep an eye out. Yeah. Because he just is playing alone out here. I saw your dad performing live. Oh, yeah. In Vegas. He was incredible. He's very good. I owe you a huge thank you, by the way. What? Well, that day. <laughs> yeah. You know, we 
I, I, I just hadn't even thought to look. I was in Vegas with some friends and saw that you were playing a little golf and shot you a quick message just saying, hey, how was the track today? I saw yeah. you out there. And your first reaction was, I got a show. Are you coming to the show? And I was like, I didn't know you're doing a show. And then you instantly got us six tickets in like 45 minutes and we were sitting yeah. with prime prime seats we saw your dad and we saw you and then hung out with you after and we were belly laughing i told everyone on the show i mean my abs hurt for two days straight because we were belly laughing so much oh, and that's you awesome. just hooked us up so i mean it was a it was a a huge move out of you we owe yeah. you a big thank you oh no absolutely i didn't you know i didn't know it meant that much uh <laughs> it did yeah, I would have took it more serious if I, <laughs> I got I got you better seats. You didn't know what kind of seats I was going to get you. You'd been on the stage. I'd have you do some time. Oh, the guy no made way. it. Just chipped that. Guy just oh chipped my gosh. Oh my gosh. Did the mic? Did the mics pick that out? That celebration up? That'd be great. Yeah, dude, that's one of the harder shots on the golf course. Yeah, over the bunker, no wow. room to the pin. The whole thing slides away. What a shot! Great shot. I imagine that meant something, too, to yeah. like get into the final. Because, be God, you just hear him and goes, that's, a, that's an eight, eight, seven. <laughs> that's an eight, seven. <laughs> he just says just the way it means nothing. <laughs> I, it had to mean a lot. I mean, my dad wears a, a headlamp around the house now. Oh, really? Mm -hmm. Wow. All the time. <laughs> just because he has trouble seeing? You no, know, he just says you need it more than you think. <laughs> Wait, like uh, one of those you wear in a cave? Yeah, it's like a, yeah, exactly. it's like a it's dead serious. I mean, that's I'm, the lie. fact that you need it more than you think is such. You're like, I, maybe you do, man. I don't. They're, they've got stuff figured out. Like your dad just have so much of it where you're going. I don't, you know. I go, dude. He's not wrong, dude. Like, have you seen the lights are not good? In the house? <laughs> like, it's, I guess think about how many situations you're yeah. now going to be in where you're like, I could really use a headlight. God. Dude, habits all. Dude, I guess you could think about it. You never have to turn a light on when you walk into a room. Dude, just, <laughs> you know what, light switches are out. Yeah. He just goes click, and he's just got a light. Dude. It like you just got a lighthouse walking around your house, <laughs> just like it's all day long, just going everywhere, and you're like, Dad. And he's like. What? what if he falls asleep with it on and then you just see it what you dream you think you're dreaming you're going up and having you have no idea you gotta see a light every night you're like oh man you need it more than you think yeah you do that's really and yeah good. you just you can't argue when he says that that's like, true all right i like that mm -hmm. no it's a, a, it's a good fan. move it's a good oh, move yeah. um so how was it out there today? Played a little. It was good. Y'all do a great football. job, man. I'm, I was excited. You know, I, I'm a giant fan. That's, and you all, any of you come to shows, I'm a huge fan of what y'all do. And uh, so to get to see it was very cool and get to play in it. And uh, y'all do a great job. And we had uh, we had a lot of fun. I don't think we we did all right. We didn't shoot anything crazy. Me and my buddy Wyatt Wyatt England, he played good, and uh, the guys we played with were great. And then so it was. I mean, it was fun. It moved too, to be honest. Yeah. I thought, I mean, you know, sometimes these things can be, I don't know, maybe it took long forever, but you had like, it didn't uh, seem like it. You had like six cheeseburgers with you at the turn. I got them for the group. Okay. Which is One a great team player. Move, yeah. They didn't, you know, they, we went in there. Well, you know, the, I guess you've, you know, you don't know if it's going to be box lunch or what it's going to be <clears throat> at these. And then it was a uh, cheeseburger. I was like, you know, I don't know these two dudes. I brought them. I don't even think one ate it. I think the other one, <laughs> I don't think he ate it. <laughs> I brought it. And I think he said, He's like, oh, yeah, I mean, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, all right. Maybe. Which is great. Maybe. Uh, old, I hope he didn't eat it. Old Hickory Country Club, This, uh, you have some history at this place. This is a big place. So I grew up here. In old, this is Old Hickory. Uh, I grew up here. I was actually married at this club. So the building behind us was not there. 
and uh, it was a patio. So we got married on that patio, and then we went to the upstairs, and we had our reception. And I mean, I grew, like it's like we would go sledding on that hill over there. I went to that junior high. I mean, this is you couldn't be more in the middle of where I grew up. Nice. Uh, so it, it, it's great. You learned to golf here? Uh, no, I mean we we never we could never afford to be a member. There's another course over here called Riverside, that was like one that we would that's public and we would go to. Uh, but I used to be a member here when we, I used to live over right next to here. So, uh, my whole family's still here. I mean, my sister's right here. And it's like, crazy. Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, being married, we were married there. We, I did, I have a joke about it. I can't remember everything, but we had our DJ had one leg at our reception. <laughs> my mom got him and he just played music. Like he wouldn't play music past eighties. Like, I just don't think he had it. Like it was like he was like he was the DJ early on, and then just you're like, well, there's like new music, and he's like, I don't I mean, dude, I got the latest stuff, and it's like '80s, and you go, and you're like, all right, I guess he does. We had my mom hired, which we shouldn't have. You can't have, you know, my mom was in her fifties at that point. You think DJs are uh, preferable to a live band at a wedding? I at a wedding. Yeah, uh, I could see a live band, but you know, I didn't. I mean, we did. Yeah, I don't know. It seems the DJ's cheaper. We Definitely. were at our, our wedding did not cost a lot. I, it it was, wasn't a big. Was that a was that choice left up to you or was that? Out uh, of I mean, when we got I got married in two thousand six. I mean, I'm not making. I don't know if I'm making ten grand a year. Like you know, I'm doing. My wife's working, so it's like you just can't. You just can't afford wedding. South weddings and like when I moved to New York. It's like the weddings up there, like they're all real, the real deal. It's a problem. Like, yeah, it's like it's a big. I remember it, we've uh, heard a lot a, about it. A yeah, friend, Frankie. Oh, you're they I'm in the f- middle of the process. He's got right one now. coming. Oh, up. yeah. It's just the expectation of what you have to put on at this point, just because of like where we live, like just because of like the weddings we've gone to, our buddies. You just you have to spend a lot of money. It's it's the, it's the worst to give cycle. You a lot of stuff. Yeah, it's the worst yeah. cycle of all time. Yeah. Everyone keeps tabs of what, like what gift you gave them, and then like how much you're. It's it's a nightmare. Yeah, like I feel like in this like when we grew up, it was you you gave like the gift was almost you're paying for how much it costs to eat or something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then I remember a girl uh, when I started comedy that I worked at a restaurant with, but she said she's going to a wedding. She's in New York, and uh, she was like, "I got to save money." Like, and I was like, "How much money?" She's like, "I had to give her like five hundred bucks," and I was like, "What?" crazy i was like i don't even understand Whoa. i was like i don't know my parents gave us 500 bucks <laughs> i know like they're i was blown away but she's like that's just what it is that's you know crazy. it's like weddings are just crazy for one day where everyone just gets like drunk and pukes and doesn't even remember what happens it's just one throw day. the most ridiculous party ever well Today's then like you were day. saying um the band that played here at the classic last they were night amazing they were amazing I, they were the um the mance brothers yeah and you were saying that because you want a live band at your wedding yeah. and like a band like that doesn't really exist on Long Island. Well, I was just saying like it's amazing how and then we ended up finding out that they're like legit like they played at Kid uh, Rock's place last night or something or on Sunday and like closed the place out. Like, yeah. Like people couldn't yeah. even get in and they're just playing here. It was like kind of funny like no one was really paying attention. They're just in the corner just oh, belting yeah. out Ripping. songs like jams. Unbelievable yeah. talent and I was just sitting there watching them like in awe being like. The amount of talent down here in Nashville is nuts. Like Did the you fact go up that and th- ask them to play in your wedding? No, right no, no. Like, you know, these guys are so good. <laughs> hey, you don't do a wedding out on Long Island? And they're like, well, I mean, we do other stuff. Yeah. You know, we tour and stuff. You're like, <laughs> yeah. you ever thought about a wedding? 
<laughs> no, it's just amazing that like the talent down here is just yeah. like the fact that we got them for that event and like they're better than anything I've heard in a long time. It's yeah, amazing. every every the music here is wild and uh, it's everywhere. It's in the airport. Uh, you go to Broadway and it's just that's where everybody. Place. music industry is insane to be able to break through in like did you feel like how was your rise in comedy did you feel like it was always like an impossible feat at one point to like break through and become a name yo next round is about to start you ready yeah yeah just shopping for a car in carvana for real yeah carvana makes it super convenient to shop whenever wherever for real that's a ton of car options yep and these are all within my price range for really real you can afford that? Yeah, with Carvana. And boom, just like that, I'm getting it delivered in a couple days. For really, really real? You just bought a car. For real, and you just lost. My turn. Visit Carvana.com to shop for thousands of vehicles under $20,000. Yeah, I mean, it, it, still, it still feels like it. I mean, like you, uh, but yeah, at the beginning, you just don't know. Like, your goals are just like trying to not, I don't want to stand outside and 10 degree weather like handing flyers out so you i'm just trying not to do that so you don't ever your goals are never so high or i never made my goals high enough that i can't reach them it was all very just like it was basically that my goals were the next step and then you just keep going like that so they don't you know so you get too far out it seems impossible yeah you want to give yourself a chance and uh so i just did that and then i mean when i was in new york i mean it was crazy you know it's like you know the whole time i was there like i mean now my best friends are all comics we're all from different places but it was you know you felt out of place you know i'm just from here and like and then you're in new york and you're like i don't you know no one's i don't understand like anything that's going on people are just so different how anybody would feel when they move you know so but you just you realize like even where i'm at now like still like the level of like where like fallon's at you're like it is so it's so high or like the idea of like celebrity or like all this kind of stuff it's just being a household name is like it's not easy to become that right that's a very it's it's a it's a hard hard thing to do it's amazing to hear the stories of like the actual grind of comedians i was listening to soda on rogan the other day yeah and he tells a story about you guys in erie pennsylvania oh yeah 500 person show Mm -hmm. Right at the right at the beginning yeah. of the Pittsburgh Steelers game. Yo. What was it like to be on the other side of that? Because he tells the story of him like watching you give like these all time jokes. No one's paying attention. They're no watching the paying. they're watching I, the I game. I thought I murdered. So <laughs> find out Soda just starts drinking. Yeah. Well, me and Soda are different. Not egos. <laughs> yeah. That uh, we go to it. That club you're supposed to. They wanted you to be clean. Well, I'm clean. So in Soda was like uh, th- this. Is how long ago it was? It was I was like, hey, like no one's there to see. No one knows who we are. Uh, and soda is open with for me. And uh, I was like, you got to be this guy goes on about being clean. And then when we get there, the dudes are like, clean. We're like, we're going to be clean. So the, the first night on Thursday, the guy has a host and the host is uh, we talked to him. I was like, you've been in comedy a long time. He goes, this is the first time. <laughs> and he was the literally his first time ever on stage was hosting a show where there's people there. And you're like, all right. He goes up and does, I mean, maybe three minutes of just filthy, too, by the way. Because <laughs> he doesn't know how to be, you know, he doesn't yeah. know what to do. Just filthy and just bombs so hard. And then he comes and sits in the front row. And then Dan goes up. And then he starts heckling soda because now he starts drinking. So the guy that's the host is in the front row heckling soda. <laughs> and then when soda gets done, and he and then soda looks at him, he's like, "Hey, you got to come back up here because you got to bring Nate on." And he's like, "Oh yeah." And he gets up and he goes back up. Now he's drunk, so he does like 
25 minutes of just nothing. This guy sounds unbelievable. He's got confidence. He's, he's my favorite comic I've ever seen. And he didn't know how to bring you up. It's like they just say your name. Neighbor, uh, you know, next guy's name. I mean, like, you're nobody, dude. You're yep, headline. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's his show. And he's like, this next guy, whatever, you know, keep a guy on. He doesn't say. And then, so that guy, the next, the, the weekend, they were like, we got a guy that's an actual comedian. And I talked to him. And I said, how long have you been in comedy? And he goes, about a year. He goes, this is my 12th time on stage. <laughs> so he's like, been going up for once a month. Once a month. So you're like, and you're like, do you know how to host, dude? Like, And they call his name up. I'm standing in the back of the room and it's packed. It's like a, because, you know, they would do a lot of times like charity stuff, hand out tickets. He's standing in the back of the room. They say his name. I'm looking at him like, dude, they said your name. And he goes, I know. And then he starts walking through the crowd, just like waving his arms up. Like, and you're like, the confidence is unreal. The, and then he goes up. It's like, whatever. Soder goes up. Then the Steelers playoff game. It's like Steelers, Baltimore, something. Playoff game starts. So during my show, they're just screaming in the bar the whole time. You can't even, no one wants to be in this show. They just want to be watch, watching this game. And so Soder goes out to like find the guy that runs the place to be like, you got to calm it down. When he goes out there, it's the guy that runs the place is the one that's that being that loud. <laughs> he's the, he's the only one that needs to be calmed down, <laughs> and he's the one you can't. And he's just like, are you kidding me? Just screaming at like everything, dude. And it was uh, it was the best though. Erie, Pennsylvania. That's where that uh, evil genius. Oh uh, yeah, I mean that document. That's right. Um, I I had never really uh, you know. So when we went to the show, which I was unbelievably grateful for Same. as we established earlier uh you know obviously clean comedy and i had never really noticed i just hadn't thought about it before is that i mean is that like a uh, conscious effort or is it more just kind of is that something you really have to like focus hard on you uh, yeah. i mean i kind of grew up you know I man i grew up that way like i grew up you know southern baptist go to church you're not allowed to curse like it was you just kind of grow up in that kind of environment and uh so it was it was almost like when I started comedy I didn't I didn't want to like my, I couldn't do that in front of my parents I, I was I would I would feel too I would feel too weird and embarrassed and so I just and I, so I just always started clean and since so you start clean like it was just easier to me right that way it's kind of the only way I think and uh, you know and it works out competitively just because there's not a ton of clean guys right. and but the goal of it was big part of moving to New York I wanted people to not know you were clean like. Now right. people come and some people are there because you're clean, but it's like the idea of it was like, I, it doesn't, I'm, it's not about me. Be, I'm not up there being clean. So you go, I'm clean. I'm just not cursing. I'm still talking about stuff. You still can do stuff. Like we just shot uh, Mike Vecchione, very funny comedian. And uh, he was a comic in New York and he's always been like, he's a little dirty, but not much. And uh, I told him, I was like, if we, I was like, we, we shot it, I just produced and directed his special. And I was like, if you just be clean, because you, if you just don't curse, you can say, you can really talk about anything. It's like TV clean, like where it's like, right, yeah. you can say stuff. It's mm -hmm. like, you know, Seinfeld. I mean, they, the contest, they do, like, you just wait. It's like being like that, just being, yeah. figure out a different way to say it where everybody kind of gets the point and then without going right to saying the word. Well, I mean, yeah. I watched Tennessee Kid probably three or four times before I even realized it. So, like, I don't. I, you are clean, but I don't think of you as like a clean comic in that way. It's, oh, it's that's well, that's oh, that means the world. That's all. That's all you want. And I think a lot of clean comics like that, where you're like, it's not. It's not what it's about. It's just about being funny. And it's like I just I do it this way, and then other people do it other ways. And, yeah, you know that's what it is. Interesting. So I always think about. I always think about like people who do really 
scary stuff. I always think about how how it went or what it must have been like the first time they really did it. Like somebody who, like if I watch somebody ski jump, they fly yeah. through the sky. I'm like, oh, man, yeah. the first time they did that, that must have been crazy. Or or flying. Like you take all these lessons, but the first time you're like, you're driving the plane and piloting the plane and it's taking off. That must be terrifying. Public speaking is probably the most crippling anxiety across most people that you can mm. possibly have. Do you like, do you recall well the first time or first, you know, real times that you said, okay, I'm going to take a microphone and stand in front of people and make them laugh. Yeah. It, uh, I, I, so I moved to Chicago first and I started, I took a comedy class, uh, comedy college. It was the class was called that. And, but it was, I looked down. So I just like, I have an old, I have a, a video, a VHS of it, which is mm. crazy. I mean, I started in 2003. It sounds like it started in the forties, <laughs> but black and white. it's black. Yeah. It's just black and white. <laughs> like, uh, women weren't allowed. And they, uh, but like, I looked down, like, so you just would never look up. You just look down the whole time. And it, it always is. It takes a long time to get used to it, but then you just, you just got to keep going. I mean, you don't want to do it. You're, I remember like, you know, I started saying, I, I wish like the place burnt down because then I could say, well, I tried to get, like, I feel like I could, well, I'm trying, but the buildings keep setting on fire. <laughs> so I can't go like, they're just having an excuse because yep. you're just driving there. You're just sick to your stomach and you're like, oh, why am I, what am I doing? And it's, but you love, you know, you love it. I'm obsessed with it that you still just end up going and then eventually you just kind of get through it. I mean, it's like, you know, doing this, like you got to be able to talk doing these podcasts. Like so when you first, you feel like there's a lot of pressure and then you eventually, you just kind of got to get used to doing it. But it takes a long time. That's why when people like, they see people and they're like, well, this guy's really funny. And like, sometimes I can play with people, like if you do a celebrity event or something, they just think, well, you're not that funny out there. You're like, yeah, dude, it's like, it's, that's not what it is. Like, I'm not gonna be as funny as your buddy that knows all the, you know, yeah. all those sayings and can be quick and funny to you but that guy can't go on stage right and, and be funny for totally. that like he thinks he can and he'll go try and it's going to be there's a guy that went off you know that opened for you that night oh yeah the, yeah, that was yeah. The same guy yeah, that guy thought like the i mean he thinks like oh, I'm, I'm, I'm making my friends laugh and he goes up and it just crumbles because there's no you don't have a system in place to be able to get when it goes bad like you got to have like when a joke goes bad it can still make you nervous still now like if i'm like oh man I got to like, it didn't start the way I thought it was going to start. And so you're like, I got to get back out of this hole, but you got to have just so much material that you can be like, let me get it back. And then you can get it back to still to this day. There's times you gotta be, I gotta get, I gotta get out of this hole here. Yeah. Yeah. Now I have a hard time with, uh, and I've worked on it. I can, my mind can wander. And so I can be up there and I can be saying the jokes and then my mind isn't, I'm on another planet. And, uh, and I've really worked at like, bringing myself back in the moment and just like i try to catch it so you can kind of be like hey man like you know a you're on stage it, it, it's it's insane but it's just how much you do comedy you can you do these jokes and you can sometimes be saying them and i mean it's like i'm thinking about what i'm wearing or what are we doing later i'm like why did we stay at this hotel like what you know and then i'm like then you're you're like i've been talking for five it's like when you drive and you're like am i haven't been paying attention stoplights stoplights and you're like somehow you're not dead and then you're like but i need to focus now because that can't last forever and so that's what that's a big part now i think the longer you do comedy is just to try to really be in the moment be present you know every show that you do is those people have seen you for the first time they don't care that you've done 100 shows and they shouldn't care it's like the old, you know, we didn't like Joe DiMaggio said that or something or Mickey Man. Like you play some kids out there that 
has never been to a Yankees game. Yeah. So it's not fair to that kid. And so you kind of that mindset to be like, I, you can't just wander off and phone it in, you know. Do you ever, uh, like with new material, do you ever like feel the need to research and make sure somebody hasn't done it before? You have a pretty good idea. If, if a joke feels comes very easy, then that's the one that you're like, let me really make sure that no one's done this. Yeah. Like if it's in, but if you if your jokes are personal, probably no one's done it. But if, if you get one that's like kind of like, you're like, anybody could really tell this joke. Those are the ones that you kind of kind of be like, all right, let me see if this has been done. just like a Google search? Uh, you just ask some comics. Yeah. I mean, you don't really, I don't know if I've ever Googled. I mean, when I was, I maybe they Google search now, like the younger comics do, like we did it. Uh, but now you, I would just call, you, I guess, I know a good, you always usually ask a younger comic that probably knows a lot of people's material because mm-hmm. they watch comedy more than I would now. And so you just kind of like, hey, has anybody done this? And it's usually, if it feels, something feels, if it's like super funny and you just came up with it very easy, you're just like, God, that feels like, those are the ones you're like, someone else could have come up with this. Let me kind of just do my background yeah. check. You ever, but, you ever, you, please go ahead if you're in a finish. No, but I was like, but that, that stuff, the idea, I don't think that stuff happens as much as it people think it does. Yeah. Like this idea of stealing jokes and all this kind of stuff. I mean, it happens, but it's not at the highest of levels and it, it can be on the lower level of like guys just doing bar shows or you know maybe something like that but i know there's there's been cases but it, it's a lot of times people are going to think of the same thing and they're going to have no idea that the other comic yeah thought of it because you just couldn't right and so right. you you try to make everything personal and that way it is always you and it comes through you Shall I take your order, or do you need a minute? Yes, I'll be ready. Just buying a car on Carvana. What? It's super convenient. I already got pre-qualified in two minutes. All I had to do was answer a few questions. What? That's handy. Yeah. Now I'm customizing my down and monthly payments. What? That's an exquisite deal. And just like that, Carvana's delivering my car in a couple days. What? Oh, yeah. Uh, Sorry, I'll have the burrito. Visit Carvana.com to finance your next car. Financing subject to credit approval. Delivery fees may apply. Ever feel like, or, or do you ever lie to people about what you do so you don't have to deal with it? Uh, I used to, but then I like, I'm not smart enough to, like, really talk uh, talk myself out. Like, yeah. so if I, if someone's like an accountant, you're like, well, I don't even know what that means. So I like I don't know how to like if they're going where do you work at and you're like well I don't now I'm out I only <laughs> I only know the word account <laughs> yeah. so you can't get one question yeah. and you're like ah, I'm a comedian <laughs> yeah yeah I, uh, it just get, now I just will tell them and then but yeah I would have it I mean I, you know I could say I move I was a mover uh, you know it, it's, yeah, it, it move also, stuff it's easy I'm, yeah. I'm a mover and then there's yeah you're sitting up in this plane you're like you afford this flight too you're like yeah <laughs> I make a lot of money moving people. <laughs> It's really blown up. Yeah, they see your name on a sign. You're like, yeah, we got a giant company. It's uh, <laughs> and we're one. I'm one of the best movers. I'm really good in a, a lot of curves. Uh, so how how is it being up and running post? You know, I guess is COVID's clearly not as. What they say? I don't, I don't know. know what he said. Something mm. about the podcast. I didn't hear. Yeah. I've also been battling a piece of popcorn in my teeth. That's why I want to yeah. know that. Popcorn's one of the worst, I would say. For getting a real, you've been, been a real bitch. I mean, you've is you've it been out? a lot of popcorn today. I don't think so. Right. Hopefully, popcorn for the wedding. 
<laughs> Hopefully. <Yeah. laughs> Imagine I'm up there. I'm like, oh, you're shit. You're just like, God, still here. <laughs> yeah. you know? Or comes out like right. You're shaking your head. There. You're not even, you're like, I do. You just <laughs> say it. You're like, I was never really there. <laughs> I was kernel in my tooth for a year yeah. and a half. Yeah. Mine was just wandering. Mine was wandering. You know, I was Focus. telling these guys something that I wander also, but, you know, I like to get deep into like all these things like space and why we're here. It just kind of messes up my day. Something that came across my desk the other day was uh, that our bones are wet. Yeah. You know, I thought what does it mean that? when it comes across your desk? Like you looked just it up? Saying, like Somebody to, tweeted okay. it at him. Someone tweeted oh. it at him. Oh. Right. You know? Usually. I don't have a desk. Yeah, someone like you have a... We don't have Someone a brought a paper. <laughs> yeah. Bones are wet. You're like, <laughs> well, dude, I'm not going to get out of this. What <laughs> <laughs> kind of assistance y'all have? You're like, well, I don't know how I'm going to make it. <laughs> bones are wet. Quick heads up. Bones are wet. Bones are wet. So if you... It's just an unfortunate fact, to be honest. What is it? I don't even know. It's just bones. So, our bones are soaking wet. Just think oh, about yeah. that. Like we're oh, with the here. blood and stuff? Just yeah, like everything, just right? Goo, everything inside of it? Yeah, it makes up you. Just an unsettling feeling. There's a lot of unsettling feelings that almost comfort me. Like, like it gets me through the day. Well, like you're a bag almost carrying. We're a ve- like a vessel. Yeah, it's kind of crazy that we can walk. I think about that sometimes. You're like, how are we? St- how am I standing upright? Like that's not all time. It's yeah. a great because I'm not. You're not saying anything to your. You're just doing it. You're just doing. And then it. I think like, why did I just turn left? Who mm. told me to just turn left? Like when you're walking, yeah, you just kind of go left. Yeah, and then, then it gets to a point where it's like your brain's the thing. Yeah, it's a big deal. The brain's a. I'm saying it's a. But it's almost like the brain is what it is, and we're just oh. going with it. Yeah, but your brain's what's figuring it all out. Right. It's crazy, like how smart your brain can be. Like, our idea, like it's like people have just crazy amount, and they don't use it. Like it I don't is. use much of and it. And also, like, like you activate a part of your brain that we don't to do what you do. And like, I think that's like a proven fact, right? Like when you excel at something, it's like using different parts of your brain. That's You're looking good, for, you know, for lifeline. I was I looking for a lifeline. Well, that's a just good, a head nod. That's just, a good yeah. slogan for the show. Is I think that's yeah. a proven fact. I think it is. I think it is too. I liked it. It was positive to me, so I was yeah. like, yeah, yeah. You're yeah, activating dude. a part of I'd your imagine, brain. I'd imagine, yeah. I'm better than a lot of people. And uh <laughs> go on. <laughs> yeah, dude. Keep nailing. I mean you're nailing it. Dude. I don't wanna make it a lot of sense over there, Frankie. Yeah. Shit. Space you get into that kind of stuff, like it's uh yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot. There's stuff up there. Just you know, there's junk. They they talk about that. I don't understand how that's just there's like trash up there. Yep. And uh you know, there's other planets. <laughs> it's a lot, dude. It's a lot. It's it's. We had a guy on Doctor. Um, what, what was Jim? No, no, no. That was a psychologist. Who's um? Who oh, was uh, what was it? Uh, um, the astronaut that we had. Yeah, on? Lopez. No, that was the that was the astronaut. Who's the guy who built the James Webb telescope? The NASA guy. Whatever. We had a NASA doctor on. Can't remember his name. We'll yeah. come up with his name. Um, he built. The, he helped build that James Webb telescope, and he goes, "Yeah, I I excel." Doctor Eric Smith. He um, he is basically like a savant in exoplanets. I'm like, how do you get to that level? I don't even know what an exoplanet it's is. Just planets so. that they think that like life. We had them on, and we don't well, know. That's either. maybe because you're lying the whole time. Maybe <laughs> yeah. that's how it works. <laughs> yeah. Because you can't prove any of it. That's what also the science. There's a, gr- a little slim world of science. You're like, there's a bunch of them out there, and you're like, is there? And you're like, I mean, I think so. And this is, and I'm an ex- and I do exoplanets. <laughs> and then you are like, well, I just, you know, I do a podcast, so. <laughs> All right, man. That's Thanks crazy. for coming on. Yeah, that was, pretty, so that was probably yeah. a comedian you were talking to. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
you could just make up any like i uh i used to have a joke about it like because they would, cause they're say like uh roaches are like 300 million years old you're like i don't you know you go tell me that they really figured it out or the scientists just goes they're old dude just put a number i gotta like uh, my, i gotta get home like they you know they yeah. gotta go home they're regular people and they gotta go eat and he's like just write 300 million dude like who even we can change it at any point and right. it's enough that it sounds that I, you go yeah they're admitting it's not on the dot to that date they're just saying yeah we think it's 300 ballpark million. ballpark right, what are the odds it would be exactly a round number 300 million right. years i mean super unlikely. Uh, at that yeah. point you're opening the door to just it all could just be made up yeah it gets a i mean they yeah they say how to yeah it could all be made up right it's a number that's big enough where you're like i i'm not going to check it out so well that moving. telescope where they you know you see another plane? Is there like a you see a guy on another plane? Out just, there, dude. He's like, <laughs> yeah, we're here. Like, there's a guy over there. <laughs> it's like that's the day we're all waiting yeah. for, and nobody really talks about yeah. it. Where it, all the like super sciencey stuff that's like, oh, there's planets over there. There's there's this and that, but we're all waiting for a guy. Just do you care about that stuff? <laughs> uh, aliens and stuff. Just like, would you like to know if they could find someone out there? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I would. I would love to. I would like to actually meet a person. I'd rather talk to someone that wouldn't care. I'd yeah. rather talk to that guy. I was like, you like that? He goes, I don't have time for something like that. And another planet. <laughs> and then talk to him. <laughs> he goes, oh, dude, my life is slammed right now. Dude, I got three kids. Uh, I don't know. Maybe later I'll do it. But, but right there now. is partially. I feel like that's happened a little bit. Where recently a lot of UFO documents have come out from the Department of Defense, and it felt like it wasn't a big enough deal. People were just kind of like. All right. And then they kept it moving. Like, I think we get so much information nowadays that we have become numb to the stuff that's actually cool. Well, the UFOs, they, they, they broke that during COVID and no one cared. Nobody gave a shit. And it was mm-hmm. crazy. And there was like, how do you not? Like, this is more important than COVID. It's more important it's, than it's, anything it's, that's ever happened yeah. on the planet. They're ever. here, dude. Like, they're here. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, dude, they're here. And no one. People just kept scrolling. Care. They were like, I don't know just breeze by like it's a kardashian video right and you're like no dude it's aliens and that's kind of like that kind of changes the game down here a little bit you know like we should talk about it at I, least it changes everything more. changes everything mm-hmm. one of yeah. the few things that changes everything everything and, I, and they might have even more, like i mean you if you read i like the, the idea of all that stuff like i like aliens i like bigfoot i think there could be bigfoot I'm still a believer in Bigfoot. There's yeah. a lot of trees. Bigfoot's kind of been shoved. You go, there's parts of land we've never even been anywhere. You go, like, That's they true. just go look at, like, Alaska and up yep. there. You're like, hey, it's just, mm-hmm. it's forever. Yep. The ocean, who knows what's down there? I mean, no it's one. so deep. Oh, yeah. So the ocean big. is scary. The yeah. ocean, to me, we, there's a debate that has happened online, like, what's scarier, the depths of the ocean or the, you know, space? I think ocean has a pretty good argument for being scary. Yeah. Because it's... You get down deep enough, and there's no light, but there's things happening, and yeah. who knows what type of mutant. You ever see that one? That one fish that's got a light bulb, like your dad. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Wonder Call if he took it from that. Pops, call me. Uh, maybe. Yeah. He he he. My dad with the headlight that you brought that up. Yeah. He is right in that you wouldn't believe. Like when you when you drop yeah. something behind, like or under the couch or something, and you're like, mm-hmm. I know it's. I can't. You have any light, you can't see it. You get yeah. to that, how many times you, I pull out my phone with the flashlight too. Yeah, and just use it for stuff. You get to that point in your life though where you realize like your dad was right oh, yeah. all yeah. the time. Yeah, yeah. About stuff all yeah. the time. All the time. 
The High Noon El Prez Pack is here, featuring my top four High Noon Vodka Celta flavors. These flavors include passion fruit, pineapple, pear, and all new flavor, tangerine, all made with real vodka, real juice. This 12-pack is only here for a limited time, so get it while you can. Just look for the pack with my face on it. You can even scan the QR code in the pack and have me virtually join your party. Visit HighNoonSpirits.com to find the El Prez Pack nearest you. Finalian came to you. I was like, Nate, explain all this to me. Or like, show me, show me a day on earth. What are you doing? Hmm. I don't know. I, I mean, I would, I would be like, you should go to someone else, to be honest. <laughs> but if he stayed with me, I'd be like, well, I'll just show you what I do. Because maybe he wants him? that. I would think maybe, I'd be like, look, I'll keep it. I'm going to just show you very real. Like, this is what it is. You know? Uh, I'd be like, you speak English. That's interesting. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's a it's good really point. really interesting. You just what get else the car. do you know about us? You he know? probably knows everything. So you just get in the car, let him drive with the you. the first thing I'd show. Like Ask him alien. to buckle up because the beep is going. Because yeah. you have your seatbelt and you're like, <laughs> hey, he goes, it's just a weird thing now where you do weigh something down here. So if you could just buckle that seatbelt, <laughs> that beep's driving me. You might not have, I don't know how your something. ears work, but you're... That is driving me bananas, yeah. dude. You're gonna kick so the alien just, out of the car. Yeah. If it's like if you don't buckle up, you dude. Get if you out. don't, y'all don't have this. Y'all don't have like safety there. <laughs> just get an argument with him, <laughs> and he leaves. It's, <laughs> sir, it's really that, that is an experience on Earth. You know, yeah. that's who we are. Right. That's, that's a, like you're thinking. Like, take him to a football game. Take, take like, him to take, the ocean. Or yeah. Something, take, something Nate's beautiful. like, give him to buckle his seatbelt. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And that's probably what, what, what it would be. Like. He, and he'll be just hung up in that for a while. Like, <laughs> they're real crazy about seatbelts, there, dude. He goes like, like unbelievably, this yeah. dude was just not let up. And I'm an alien sitting right next to him. He didn't ask any other questions. He asked, when do you think you're going to turn, put that seatbelt in? Is what he would ask. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. That's as good as an answer yeah. as you can give to that question. Yeah. <laughs> Don't get much better than that. Yeah. Oh, shit, dude. Uh, wow. You still know. playing as much know. golf? When we talked to you last, you were still playing a ton of golf. Obviously, it was mid-pandemic, so yeah. tour wasn't going on. But are you still trying to get out as much as you can? I try to. Uh, I'm not playing a lot, and it's because uh, like we're doing a lot of two shows, and it's it, we. I've learned like it's another thing you gotta learn to sacrifice. Like you know, when you guys come out here, y'all don't. You're not getting to play. It's your thing, and so you learn like, yeah, dude, you gotta work, and like so you know, it's it's a big commitment when you go play. And so, and your mind starts wondering, uh, you, you get to like 14 and then you're, the, you're, you know, the show's in two hours or three hours and you're like, I'm not even focused anymore. Like, yeah. even though you know your act and you're just like, I, I just, I feel too stressed. And so the road has become pretty hard to play. I'll try to occasionally, like if something crazy comes up, uh, I got to play the Grove 23, I should do that Ooh. earlier. And so like, like if something nuts comes up, you're like. All right, I'll figure it they out. Have the drones flying around? Uh, they didn't that day. I not. I didn't see it. But how was uh, that place though? It's awesome. I mean, the the whole experience is just wild. Yeah. Dude. Like it's a. Uh, uh, I didn't see Jordan, but saw Griffey Jr. No kind of crazy. What's his? Yeah. Is his swing as buttery? As I it saw is him hit out field? of a fairway bunker, and it's just it's left handed, and mm. it's like you could. If I didn't know it was him, you would be. You're like, that's Ken Griffey Jr. <laughs> yep, like yeah. it's, the swing is just, it's so smooth, 
and it's just everything you want it to be and it's and you know it's him and it's like just like his base just like i wonder if he's like that in just all aspects of life just smooth getting just like a coffee mug and just everything you know never jerks never you know just always just Just, you know incredible tempo on everything putting his seatbelt on no matter what he does like him and fred couples are just it's like watching a ballet they go eat at a buffet and you're like that was beautiful yeah it's amazing someone cuts them off on the street they just like spin off them yeah Nothing, yeah, nothing, nothing happens. Is, nothing's like they go into the other lane, but come back. No one really notices it, <laughs> yeah. and you're like, "That was a pretty dangerous move." And they go, "No, no. problem." It's Griffy. He goes, "I got it." It's Griffy. I think Fred Couples is the most desirable golf action I've seen. Yeah, yeah. Ever. I look at his swing a lot, and you're like, "I just want that." It doesn't look hard, and I know it's so hard. The it's hardest. just smooth. And you're like a guy that's just like, yeah, just like you go play alone. Like a dude, you know. Yeah. He's just like, I'm out here by myself just hitting around today. It's the U.S. Open. So you played today. Like, what's the one thing that is like irking you the, the most about your game that you're frustrated with? Uh, My driver's not been great. And then uh, my chipping is bad. I, I had some already chips today. But it's like I have no confidence in chipping. I don't practice it. And... You just, you know, I'm just at the point now. You're like, yeah, you got to practice if yeah. you want to get good. Like, you have to, uh, you have to practice. There's no one where the ball is going to go and all that kind of stuff. And uh, I think I shot, I probably shot like an 84, I think, which is not great. I should be this. I'm like kind of stuck there. Like I'll go 80, 84, and I just kind of stay in that world. And you know, it's, uh, it's, I, it's putting. I feel all right with chipping is the, yeah. Uh, I just won't get close. Yeah. Yeah. Chipping's hard. Chipping's hard. Mm-hmm. Shouldn't be. Doesn't seem like it would be. Of all the swings, that's the most difficult one. It's crazy. It's crazy. You can hit the ball 180. Well, I'm talking from personal experience. Much more confidence hitting a ball 170 yards onto a green than I can chipping at 15 yeah. feet. Yeah. It's deflating when it doesn't, you know, and you can only, it's only so far you can putt with uh, your putter off a green. You want to talk everybody? You're like, I should probably use putter, right? You're trying to talk everybody into agreeing with you. <laughs> oh, I've been testing those. You are seeing this, right? Like, I should use putter. You're like, we're well, about 40 yards out. But, yeah, I mean, if you feel it, dude, you got to just feel it today. You know? <laughs> I just, you got to go through rough. There's no way to judge the speed at all. Like, you just, you got to. Dude, we were in Michigan playing the loop. Uh, and I putt one from 85 yards. Yeah, you did. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. We're on the green. Yeah. There's That's no pictures good. on the scorecard. Don't look at me what I'm doing over here. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What'd you do with it? I got it on like two putt. Oh, I, I mean, it was closer than you would have gotten it with a chip, I think. Way closer. Yeah. yeah. It was the right play. So it's like, it's the right, right play. play. It's, it was a laughing stock while I was doing it. Yeah. Who ca- yeah. Who ca- why would anybody, you know? Golf story is so difficult that like we just like all expectations of how you're supposed to play the game should go out the window. Just get the ball in the hole in the lowest amount of strokes. You know what I mean? Don't mm-hmm. care about what I'm doing until the ball goes in the hole. That's a big part of it is learning how to turn your mind into be like just play the game. Like you yeah. know how to hit these shots. I always try to think you can. I can make a ball move. I can do stuff. And you're like, well, just do that. Dude. Mm-hmm. And then, but you just if I if I start thinking swing thoughty or something, it's like I mean I look like I don't. I've never even like you just asked me to play for the first time, and I'm like, all right, I'll try it. Like it's bad, and you do stuff that's like I, there's, I was going through. A, I was topping a ball all the time. And I mean, it was just the most embarrassing thing. I played with two guys I didn't know. And I mean, I would just top it in a place that always had like just out of bounds in front of the tee. And I would go in, uh, you know, 
just in it every time. <laughs> and it just like, almost like it hits the ground, it goes up. And then I'm like doing pretty good on everything. You know, like you still yeah. shoot like an 88 and you're like, you just look like you're like, I don't know, dude. I don't know. My life is just not in a good spot right now. <laughs> <you know? laughs> it's the most lonely feeling, I would say, in, in really anything I've done when you just cannot hit a golf shot. Yeah. Because you just have to do it. You can't just, I mean, you can't be like, oh, yeah, I'm just like not going to tee off on this hole, guys. They'd be like, well, why? I mean, why are you well, here? Well, you're pulling you? your hybrid out or something and you're just doing that. You're like, yeah, I'm shooting my hybrid today. Even it's that's not long like, course. <laughs> even that's fine but it's like when you can't when you just have to hit like we arrive to a tee and the whole order of operations here says like i need to put this into the ground i have to play from here and get it out there like i have, I have to do have it to. that's what we signed up for but yeah. i can't it's a very like crippling feeling yeah and there's nothing else like it this so the whole over here and i was talking to brandon earlier like we were so the, the old Higger boulevard is uh it's right on the road this that hole will I've watched it ruin people because I've hit into it and I've hit into it and bounced over into the school. I've seen people bounce it and it's gone almost to the like way like almost to the light. Like it's I mean, it'd be a 500 yard drive and it's just bouncing down the middle. But the panic of that road, we uh, we golfed with a buddy and he quit. He after that, he went. There's because we got two holes along the road, and he went road, road, and then he got in his car, and he's never, <laughs> and he hasn't played here since. Because it's like you're just that fear of like it's the mo, it's so busy of a road, you know. It's not like yeah, there's a couple cars. You're like it's the most cars we have in Nashville going down that road, <laughs> and you just see it, and you just you know you just like I just you're like just trying to not hear it. You don't want to hear it. Just, Keesh. Yeah. Or like honks, you know, horns oh, honking. Yeah. You're just like, oh, oh you no. You got to talk to that guy, and they're never like, you know, obviously, why would they? But they're not ever like cool. No. It never no. works out. No. Like, it's, it's like, oh, yeah, I get it, man. You know, it's just. Never. Coming home from pure, work, you get yeah. a golf ball through your windshield. <laughs> yeah. It's just not a good experience. Don't worry about it, man. Yeah. It happens to everybody. Oh, dude, what are you doing driving on a golf course? You know? <laughs> <laughs> just blame them. You're only 15 yards off the fairway. <laughs> yeah. I, I, whose fault is it? You know? <laughs> yeah. It's pretty reckless of society to allow golf. If you think about it, I mean, people suck Take at up it. a lot of land, and we're hitting the ball 150 miles an hour. Yeah, this hard little ball. Yeah, that if it strikes something, will inflict significant damage. And proams and stuff. I mean, you you play allow all these it. things mm. in celebrity events. Like how nerve wracking is that? that. Oof, with the with the crowd. Yeah. Uh, there. Well, I didn't. I, I well, I played. I've only done one proam where like the crowd. Uh, but it wasn't it wasn't super crowded. Okay. So I've never played in like Pebble Beach or something where. Okay. It's, uh, I watched a video last night of someone come home and hitting, and she hit two. I think it's a famous. I guess a lot of people have seen this video, but it's it's like seems like it's from the eighties, and she just rips one, and there's all these people standing there, and she just tops it. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, dude, it's so great, <laughs> and she just hit. I mean, just you hear someone go, "Oh no!" Like. <laughs> And then they, and then so she just re tees. She does it again. And does it again. And someone goes, have her cut it out. <laughs> she's just decking that. I mean, they get, and you're, someone has to go call the paramedic. I mean, they, she really hurts someone. Like she just unlocked yes. right. And, and she like did it twice. She's on a box with a turret gun. Oh, just right. on it's, And it's one of those swings where you can, you know, when you got, you play with someone, you can see they go back fine, but then they come like, oh. Where it, so it's going to get the ball. They think they're lined up, but then when they swing, they actually hit it straight. 
but the straight is just way left. <laughs> and I mean, she just did two. And and you can see right when she comes down, her body's open. Yeah. And these people are just like, why would you let her keep hitting? <laughs> yeah. Have her cut it out. <laughs> Have her cut it out. <laughs> it was so. Drag yeah. the ambulance. <laughs> I mean. Please. They, just stop. please. Why would you let her keep going? <laughs> like they. They, the lady was still on the ground. They didn't even have, they were working on her. And she just ropes one one right to her. It's oh, it's beautiful, shit. dude. Oh, it's beautiful. Man. That's why I like, that's why golf is so great. Because you don't, you've seen a ball. I got my buddy, Tim York. I'll tell his name. We were playing on the first tee here. And so that that's the clubhouse right there. And I've watched him drive. We were playing the green tees. And on his driver, his ball goes completely sideways over that thing with a driver. I don't even know how it's possible. I don't even know. I don't think Phil Mickelson could do it. It's it. He was. We're facing that way, yeah. And it just goes straight sideways. And we're like, well, he's going to hit a car that shouldn't be hit. Yeah. <laughs> like no, you know, someone's parked the car over there. That's like, well, there's. I don't know where a ball would come from. G four has a new lineup. Talking to you out there, listeners. A new lineup for spring of your favorite Encore shoes, the Gallivanters. You can check out the flagship shoe. I love that term, the flagship shoe. Mm. 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 That's got some gravitas to it. That's a fucking shoe if right you're there. The, yeah, if you're the flagship of something, you're important and you're special. Mike Francesa used to be the flagship radio show of WFAN. There you go. You know, number one. Sports Pope. The Sports Pope. So, yeah, flagship's huge. We're all wearing G4s right now. We are wearing them. I mean, Dude, we they are, are so freaking comfortable. Growing up playing golf, like you always went to the store and got these like leather bound shoes, and everything about them was just like, kind of sounded like Ron Burgundy there. You know, these leather bound shoes, <laughs> and everything was so stiff. Do your shoes smell of rich so mahogany. Just impossible <laughs> to break into. And like now, the fact that G4 is a thing, and they've just figured out a way to make really comfortable sneaker type shoes, it's changed the game. And they obviously have the, the bubble inserts, which everyone talks about, it, which feel normal to me at this point because we've worn them for so long. But I remember that first time I put them on, I, I was like, my life just changed. Yep. It's true. You're describing the MG4 Pluses, which I have in probably 10 different colors. And they are uh, walking on a cloud. And then the flagship, which is the Gallivanter, which they have all kinds of new spring colors, is I would say the classiest, the, the greatest combination of classy, old school, yet new age technology comfortable that's ever been created. I think it's the single greatest shoe of all time, and they got new spring colors and styles. They're made from premium pebble full-grain leather. That sounds like some pretty legitimate leather. And a cleat designed for optimal on-course traction. Check out g4.com slash 4. Get 10% off your first order today. That is g4.com slash 4. Get 10% off your first order today. It was like we played at Palmetto with Kisner. We did a match against him, and there's a little... We're at elevated first tee. All the members of Palmetto are behind us. We're playing against Kevin Kisner. It was like a nerve-wracking yeah. thing for me. My my mind's racing a million miles an hour. I'm a lefty, and I completely miss the ball, and it just dribbles <laughs> off the tee and goes down this hill to the right and just lands in a pond. Ugh. No one that belonged at that club knew there was a pond there. <laughs> Years. Kisner goes, I've never seen that water in my entire life. It's like in between the driving range, the first tee. No one even knew it was there. All we hear is just like a boom. And they're like, is that a water hazard? <laughs> it was crazy. So every time I meet someone from that club, we were just down um, in New Orleans, and we met a couple guys, and they're like, dude, 
no one stops talking about yeah. that. It's essentially my pond now. It's your pond. It is. They should name it after They you. should. They yeah. should. Imagine those fish in there, just like they never knew they were on a golf course. Yeah. <laughs> you know, just They're a just ball like, comes what, in. Like, what the, where the hell are There's we? There's one ball there. <laughs> <laughs> one uh, ever. Do you have um, anything you're looking forward to? You know, any any big plans coming up for Nate Bargatze? Uh, our tour. I mean, we're, I'm out on tour right now. Uh, and the tour has been great. The shows have been great. Uh you know, I'm gonna tape, I'll hopefully tape a special later this year. Nice, yeah. and uh, I'll be excited to tape it, and then and then start. You know, you then you got to start new, which seems impossible. Uh, it always feels impossible. You don't think every time you do it, you're like, well, I don't know how. Like you just feel like you don't. I'm like, I don't know how to do comedy. Right. Yeah. I don't know how I've somehow figured this this hour out, but another one is it's probably going to be impossible. How many hours have you already accomplished? Of like. I have, How many uh, that you're really proud of that you've put out there to the world? I've got three hour specials: one Comedy Central, two on Netflix, half hour on Netflix, half hour on Comedy Central. So it's like four hours, and then uh, with those two half hours, uh, yeah, it's a lot. But it seems so. That's why it's always daunting, and you're and you just got to be like, I guess I know how to figure it out, so I'll figure. I guess I'll figure it out. Yeah. But there's no. You want like a system, and there's no system. I, and I think that's like golf is similar, like, you know, it's like a uh, feel or something and you're supposed to feel this and you're like, yeah, yeah but that feel's not always going to be the same feel. Sometimes it's that and sometimes it's not mm-hmm. that and sometimes it's something weirder and it's hard for us to, or it's hard for me to like go off. Well, no, it's supposed to be that. And I, I'm not open to the idea that it could be other things. And uh, I don't even know how that relates to comedy. I like it though. Yeah, felt like it did. Feel, sometimes a, a shot calls for something different. Yeah. Do you, have you ever been like a, like a last minute? Has, have you ever had like right before you're about to tape a special, like a last minute change to a joke where you're like right before you walk on, you're like, actually, or maybe like on like, like off the top of your head, you changed it from what you thought it was going to be. Uh, I've had some jokes that I didn't expect to be in a special. Okay. And then they were in it. I mean, my, the one I just did, the uh, greatest average American, we filmed outside. Yeah. And so it was, I, you're supposed to do an hour. And our close, you know, 56, somewhere in the world. And I got off stage, I did 43 minutes. And so they were, I mean, right when I got done, because it's like the, the, that, that like the, they had mask on. I can't hear them. Like the energy's gone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so you're just kind of f- flying. Yeah. Now that the plane was flying. Yeah, that helicopter was flying over. Yeah. And then, uh, so that one, when I got off, and I just knew it, I could feel, I was like, is it like 44 or something? They were like 43. And so that second show was like, like this. I mean, it's the most important show I've ever done. Yeah. You're like, well, we need an hour. So you've got to somehow figure out. And I did all of it. And I did it in 44 minutes. And so you're like, wow. somehow that's got to become 57 <laughs> right. minutes. And you're like, all right, well, I just got to slow myself down. And like, you know, and, and just not. Because a, a, a crowd can make your, uh, your time can be different. It can go from... If you're in front of no crowd, I can say this in 44 minutes. If the crowd's amazing, it can be 70 minutes. Mm-hmm. And it kind of just depends on, like, that night, like, how, how long are they laughing, how, like, you know, stuff like that. So I've had that. And then my old uh, joke from the Tennessee Kid, the Olivia joke that I opened with, mm-hmm. that happened about a month before that special. So that was a pretty late one to be. That was kind of a big joke, and I opened, and I opened with it. And so that one... Wow. Right when it happened, I was like, "Oh, I think this is a. I think I can open with this." So that one was thrown in pretty, pretty late. Obviously, a month. Wow. For a special, does it, does sort of formatting and like crescendos and stuff change in that you want to lead with something to 
because there's a difference between hooking in an audience that's going to be watching on streaming versus live. Yeah, a big part that like even when you when I was first worked with Netflix is uh, it's like you got to get them quick. Like you got to think like people are going to, you know, they can they count like if people watch something for 10 minutes, if they watch something for 90. Like Mm -hmm. and so you got to really kind of come out of the gate and like hit them because you you know, most people are not going to know who you are. And, uh, so it's, it's, you learn to like that first joke, you like, you got to get to that laugh as quick as you can. And so it's setting it up and how quick can you get to that laugh where it makes sense, where it's like, you know, all that kind of that stuff. And like, I'm switch, I'm messing with my order right now, actually in my new hour, I just moved the whole thing up. Like, I mean, no one, no one cares, but it's like, it's, but I've just tried the different, oh, I'm something that was in the middle I'm opening with and I moved something else back. And so it's like. And I, I've only done it once, but it, I love the way it went. Sometimes you do that too, just because you're like, I need to mix it up for myself, and it helps you like kind of think of stuff differently. How often do you work out jokes like at like really small venues? Is this something you still do? I did it a lot for this the uh, for the new hour I'm doing now because COVID, and so just opposite probably what you're supposed to say. Like we did only small venues during COVID. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I guess. <laughs> no, but they did. Nothing was open, but they'd have some. Some of the comedy clubs is they were they were open a little bit quicker. I was doing dr- outdoor drive-in shows, so I wasn't on the actual tour, mm-hmm. and so I did it there. Uh, I do a lot in uh, the theater. Like so, if I if I tape a special, hopefully in the fall. So like say it's like September or something, and then maybe it comes out in December, January, something like that. So I, you almost have like September to then to like kind of try to get at least forty-five new minutes you can get away with yeah. and then uh hopefully an hour and so you just kind of got to rush but it's it's you write faster on the road when you have more time it's just a lot like you just become as you do comedy you just your jokes get longer you know you're you're telling a story that a story that when you first started would have been one minute now it's five six seven minutes and so it's just when you can have you allow yourself that much time i usually like to open with the new stuff and just kind of get into it because you're excited about it and yeah. like and so you just kind of get into it, see if it works, and uh, and then you just slowly build. It know. was cool. We were like, we were in New York. We were in the office, and we heard that like Dan Soder was going to be at this like little bar, and we like showed up. This was a couple months ago. And he just had a little pen, like paper, and just a couple yeah. of jokes, just looking down at the paper, putting it down, and telling a joke. And it was really cool to see like how you guys like actually work it out, like see how that like, even if it was 15 or 20 people how those people react oh yeah i mean that's when you first start in new york that's all you're in front of you're in front of five people a lot i did a show in front of one guy once no way uh <laughs> come on dude. yeah he was a great laugher <laughs> and he we i we asked him asked him not to do it asked him if we could not do it <laughs> And he was like, no, nah, it'll be fine. You go, okay. <laughs> You'll be fine. He decides. Like, we were like, I guess if we have to do what he says. <laughs> he was this great dude. Like, he had such a great laugh. And he would come to the Boston Comedy Club, it was called New York. And he would just laugh so loud at all of us. It was, like, so supportive. Like, loved that, like, he knew we were all terrible at that point. And so you actually kind of worked because he had a good enough laugh that you could kind of do rhythm off of it. But I mean, constantly, dude. You're in front of two people, four people. Uh, I mean, if you had 15, it was it, at the beginning. It felt like, yeah, like I'm gonna tape it. Yeah. Like this is a big show. <laughs> yeah, you were just in front of nobody. People don't know why you're there, so you learn how to get people to listen very quickly because yeah. you're like, I got to get these people's attention, or they want to go. Like, right, you know, every time you go up there, 
that they're like, I would, I would prefer to leave. <laughs> yeah. And so you're like, I got to get these people quick. You got to find that guy and bring him to your new special. Oh, I, I would right love to find him. Hearing yeah. that familiar laugh. <laughs> oh, he, he was that guy. We got very lucky that to have a guy like that, that just was like, you know, just happy that you were chasing a dream and yeah. come down there and just sit by himself and laugh. And he loved it. Man. <laughs> Incredible. That's great. Yeah. Incredible. Um, well, look, we really appreciate it. Yeah, we appreciate man. the time as always. Yeah, man. Thanks Glad for letting me come be a part of it, dude. I, this was out of, out of blast. This is a highlight for us, man. Yeah. Well, I'm a, I'm a giant fan, as I said y'all before. So uh, I enjoy it. I love getting to know all you guys. And so it's, yeah, I love it. You're coming to Long Island. I am. This I'll weekend. be there. Yeah, this week. You'll come to that? 100%. All right. Huntington, is that Long it's Island? It's right there. It's like 10 minutes from there. Yeah. All right. Yeah. 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 Brendan's coming. Dude, so there you go. It's like well, when I'm he gonna, said I'm that, gonna go. he mentioned go? it. When Come he met, this weekend, he mentioned yeah. it. And I said no. Fu- I said no way. Yeah, yeah. Right. Let me know. I get uh, half off tickets. Just give me cash. <laughs> yeah, you <laughs> just pay cash. Yeah, That's yeah, what Riggs yeah, did, yeah. dude. He, just, he Venmo. I go Riggs. Don't, no big deal. Dude. Have my dad yeah, bring yeah. pizzas in the back. We'll do like a little barter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I want to do a show. What Riggs did. I want to just see one guy with a headlamp <laughs> and just just know he's out there. Be dark yeah. in there too, so he's gonna. It'd be it'd be nice. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, no problem. Oh man, well thanks right, you guys. Right, absolutely, you. we appreciate yep. it. Thank yeah. you. See you guys. Good luck.